but we've talked about how this specific prison, the one that's represented in Arcane, does have the feel of like a Guantanamo or an Alcatraz or for you losers out there, Azkaban. Uh, <laughs> don't attack us, please. Ah! That, was, that was my attempt at comedy, please. Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, Arcane Council Archives Warden's Write-Ups. We're doing another episode in the special of the archives here, uh, and I'm your host, Ryan, here with the other host, Hedge. That's right. You cannot give us all of this written documentation and expect us to just <laughs> ignore it. Not in this podcast. I know, right? <laughs> Um, housekeeping up top as always you guys are used to it you can listen to us everywhere if you're listening to us somewhere at the moment you can pick a different location we're there uh, visit us at podcastcore.com uh, for all of our info and then follow us on any platform you prefer whatever works best uh, and then you can send us an email uh, at podcastcore at gmail.com leave a like follow short review slash comment wherever you choose uh, to follow uh, but the easiest way is to tell a friend that if they do the crime, they do the time by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. That's not doing the time. We will help the time go by faster. <laughs> we are not a punishment. <laughs> so today we're looking at the second released uh, archive here, which is the warden write the warden's write up write ups, uh, which kind of focuses around Vi. Before we knew much much about her prison sentence, uh, and this gives us a lot of information about it. Uh, some of it, if you listen to our Arcane episodes and our Vi episodes, some other stuff, we do a lot of you know guessing before this stuff came out. So it's cool to have this now to bounce off of and kind of facilitates a lot of our timeline stuff that we try to figure out. I was going to make that point, like especially the fact that uh, these write-ups, for the most part, they don't have dates on them, but they describe the prisoners and the time frame of these incidents, and that is as good of any dates that we're going to get as far as Vi getting put into the gulag and Vi getting out of the gulag. Like so, this is a wonderful reference as far as to get an idea of how much time passed from her getting locked up. Exactly. So we start off with a couple of items on the desk here. Remember, this is like an adventure style uh, game where you click on items and it gives you descriptions and kind of builds a story within that space. Uh, this was also housed in the League of Legends client. So if you don't want to play the game, this is a great way to also get the information, right? Um, so we start <laughs> off with one item which is an inmate lunch tray. Uh, and there's some notes with this lunch tray that says the tray smells like dry blood and crappy food. Makes sense. It's prison. Uh, they turn it over and they say the back has a large dent in it. Uh, but they also notice it's been sterilized. Uh, another note along with this is the prisoner has a reputation and you don't want to get involved. Um, so whoever used this tray, obviously we're starting to build a little bit of character here. Um, where not only was it kind of pushed to the side to make it not stand out too much, uh, but this person is is dangerous. <laughs> and and we won't spoil anything as far as for the we'll show. We'll try our best. We'll, we'll try not yeah. to. We're, 
we're gonna spoil something. Yeah. We're really bad. Just at this. we'll put the spoiler tag. Spoiler tag for yeah, Arcane. Spoiler tag. And, and adjacent but, or tangential but stuff. If, yeah. if you've watched Arcane or if you haven't yet, there is a scene as far as involving a lunch tray. So maybe we'll figure. Maybe we do know who uses it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, another item we have here is a stuffed toy. And there's some mentions of it being like a tattered rabbit. Uh, it's a bright magenta stain, uh, tarnished and faded kind of material on it. Um, but there was a quote on here, or not I say a quote, a mention that was interesting to me. And it says, uh, mention of this toy being a reference for a, for a child holding on to memories. And, or holding... A child, <laughs> a toy that keeps a child's memories together. Sorry. He made it. He I made did it. it. I made it on the other side. It was a very, <laughs> and listen, the way it's written is almost as cryptic because it's kind of out of place for where it's put. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're we went from a prison food tray that has a <laughs> yeah. dent, has been sterilized, and even after sterilized, still had some signs of blood stains on it to look at the fuzzy toy this, this, yeah that, that, that's a little bit of a one of these it's not like the other <laughs> <laughs> and then the last item here that stands out is the message canister so it looks like a pneumatic tube something you've seen if you've gone to the bank uh, but this one's completely opaque you can't see through it uh, and it's a canister from the citadel uh, they mentioned the prisoner who it belongs to, the person in question, has had it for years. So that's one immediate um, detail that says, oh, this person's been here for a while. Uh, it is also stated that they're unable to open the canister, but it does seem important. Uh, so that's another detail there that uh, mm -hmm. kind of adds on to what we know from Arcane when it comes to these pneumatic canisters. Yes, uh, and it, it is really interesting to learn that like it can't be opened. Like that's, I I would have assumed because I immediately thought the same thing as far as the tube uh, canisters at the banks, um, but those are very easy to get into, and these apparently <laughs> yeah. are not, uh, because this has been years and no one's gotten in. So it's, oh, it must be important. Uh, so I that that was very interesting, and we do have an idea. If you've seen Arcane, we know pretty much exactly what's in there. So it, it's nice to see that Vi was able to get her hands on it. Yeah, but, the, the the toy's um, not the uh, only thing attached to memories here. Yeah, not the only thing, and God, some of these memories. Um, but you know, I say that it belongs to Vi, but we're gonna get to who it belongs to, and that's Prisoner Five Sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the number. Give us the skin right. We know you want to. Prison tats. Uh, but we start with the first record here, which is labeled Problem Child. Every record that we're going to go through has a cover letter or a cover page, um, which is dictated as section one. So then section two has some details to get us started. Uh, so we have everything is redacted on this besides the prisoner number, which is 516. And redacted means it's blacked out um, or removed from the document. So you don't we don't know. Uh, there at this point is no ward or cell assigned to this prisoner, uh, but we do know that prisoner has a class three misconduct and a charge of insolence and attempted escape, uh, which is a good start. <laughs> yeah, you know, the first thing that you want to do as far as when you're putting yourself into a, a place of high supervision and 
the potential solitary confinement is to put yourself on the radar. Yeah. <laughs> Don't keep a low profile. <laughs> you make it known. That's, that's the last thing that you want to do. Um, now, as far as like the only thing that I don't want to miss as far as the cover page, because for a lot of the cover pages, um, they only have like little tidbits, but they pretty much just repeat the same things over again. And it's very bureaucratic. So it's it is checkbox for yes or no, blah, blah, blah. But there is a note as far as on the front, which is um, prior to the prisoner's escape attempt. She was heard muttering about some type of powdered substance. Yeah. And boy, that I had a chuckle when I read that <laughs> while also just like like a nice little twang on my heartstrings <laughs> at the same time. It was just like, God, like I, w- I would probably say the same thing if I did, had no idea what was yeah. going on. It was just like, hey, shut up. Yeah. Go ahead. Shut go. up. You're not getting any powder in here. I love how it's labeled investigate further, too. <laughs> so following this, we have a description of malfeasance, which is a great word and should be used more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's describing the first altercation that's seen with this prisoner uh, outside, you know, the other stuff that's been mentioned so far. But it mentions during an escort through hallway A2 on the entrance level, uh, the prisoner suffocate or suffocated uh, Enforcer 703. Enforcers 309 and 400 had to re-restrain multiple times 516. Uh, 516 struggled the whole time until additional staff was available to su- subdue them. And then at the end here, it says there was no contraband found on the prisoner because we're still referencing the powdered substance. <laughs> they were like, if she's doing all this shit, there has to be some powdered substance. She took out how many enforcers? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> I know. I know angel dust when I hear angel dust. <laughs> and you know, they don't get paid enough. <laughs> No, no, dear God, they don't. Um, so this takes us to so, section so yeah, three. That, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, no, I was going to transition this to you. Oh, okay, go rock ahead. and roll, yeah. baby. Uh, section three here yeah. um, is the next one, and we get some more details about Vi, as we know, is five sixteen at this point. Um, we have the prisoner is around seventeen years old, uh, no formal record of any sort, so no like no identification um, to justify this. But from our previous episodes, we've talked about this. Go listen to the arcane stuff. Um, we think it's probably like two years after Vander dies. Uh, we might contradict this as we move th- forward because there's more details that are added. Um, but they also mention she's short or she has short pink hair, uh, blue eyes, and is female. And then something that struck from the record here is prisoner matches description for the suspect in apartment explosion earlier this week. Now, this is where it becomes a bit confusing, at least for me. And Hedge, obviously, we're going to get your input here. But as we know from the story of Arcane, remember, the archives are directly related to Arcane. They're released at the same time. Uh, there's no way that if this was, you know, two years after Vander's death, we kind of thought Vi was around 15, 14, 16 in that area during this, from our guess. That would mean that she was 17 in that scene from Arcane. And I don't believe that just based on visuals. What do you think? I, I mean, like, I think, I think the, uh, cause the thing that I'm going to harp on as far as with the paperwork here is that it has it written down as approximate. 
age. Yeah. Um, which they, you know, you could get that approximation wrong just because of the fact that even in at the beginning of Arcane, Vi was stacked. Like, yeah. Vi was not built like a normal kid, yeah. right? And that, I mean, that comes from like the hard lifestyle that her and Powder had to grow up in. But uh, I'm sure that a lot of these guys at Piltover would probably look at this, you know basically trained boxer and go okay yeah you gotta be close to 18 right (laughs) (laughs) and then then you watch said boxer take out three enforcers talking about powder yeah yeah no we did not get our asses beat by some 15 year old (laughs) (laughs) true true so yeah this is the first kind of rough part with the aging we get a little bit more clear of examples we move forward in the timeline to kind of give us like her prison length which we i think got damn near close to um in arcane seen a little pat on the back for us uh but we have some comments here hey So, so some additional comments from the enforcer is that uh, Enforcer 703 underestimated the prisoner's strength due to size difference. Um, So we know that comparatively to all the other prisoners, she's not that big. Um, She's kind of an average-sized, I guess, girl at this point. Um, The prisoner's arms must now go behind their back instead of in front uh, for future escorts for obvious reasons. Um, And then there were no further reasons from Redacted on the arrest of the prisoner and then redacted assures the enforcers she is dangerous, um, which, you know, we're having somebody who has some sort of authority or some insight that we're not getting a name for here for obvious reasons. For for obvious reasons, uh, that'll go back to um, if you haven't listened to our arcane episodes, I make a lot of references as far as to some of my favorite mob movies. Yeah. Uh, and just input everything I've said there as far as why <laughs> some of this stuff redacted. Yeah. And also redacted here is uh, names and dates of the people reporting. Uh, and then the final line here is prisoner isn't expected to survive more than a week, um, which is dark. Uh, we've talked about how this specific prison, the one that's represented in Arcane, does have the feel of like a Guantanamo or an Alcatraz or for you losers out there, Azkaban. Uh, <laughs> don't attack us, please. Ah! That, was, that was my attempt at comedy, please. No, we're nerds just like you. We oh, no. <laughs> we're going to get a Vada Kedavra. <laughs> Get a get a bottle, damn it! So, um, as far as with the before we move on to the next file, the there is a point here that it calls for an initial of someone, and it's under the thing of I attest that the statement above is description being both accurate and parsed of any biases. So you know, your nice little. Uh, legal mumbo jumbo uh but this one so the only identification of any officers outside of numbers that we have on this that hasn't been redacted is this initial which is ts uh so that is uh t uh t is in techno s as in synthesizer (laughs) good choice I don't know why my brain farted so hard going to that. What's worse is a, a little bit behind the curtain here because of my 
professional life i also know like how to do like regular radio comms <laughs> so for the life of me i can't tell you why i went this way but here we are so this takes us to the next record we open which is labeled reputation it also has a cover letter um for our cover page for its section one and then section two we get some more goodness of 516 doing their thing um yeah, so we start off with uh, 516 finally being assigned to a cell. So we now have cell 23 as the first cell she's put in, uh, which is minimum security. And there's an additional charge now, or additional, yeah, additional charge now attached to her, um, which is a class two charge of battery uh, that has been added. And we have some more descriptions of malfeasance. Uh, do you want to you wanna talk about this one? <laughs> you want to go through this one at? <laughs> Uh, th this one's great. So as far as like the, um, as far as the malfeasance report, that is pretty much like the same up top. So we're just going to hop straight into the description of malfeasance. And with this one, it is, I'm just going to do this, uh, cut like a little bits of it just sure. right from like verbatim because it's like all prisoners were escorted to the other courtyard for mandatory exercise. So then we have prisoners 248 prisoner 430 and prisoner 516 all right so 248 and 430 are lifting weights as every jail scene ever has right? <laughs> and then 516 nicknamed pink approaches 430 to engage in conversation they we don't have any description of the conversation at this point um the first punch was thrown by Pink, so just immediately the <laughs> swinging, as far as this report is concerned, uh, lands squarely on 430's jaw. He's 430 swings back, uh, exchanging several blows uh, before taking a heavy hit to the stomach and falling to one knee. The commotion alerts 248, who is lifting weights. He turns to face the fight behind him. Pink switches focus to 248 and applies her body weight to the top of the barbell. So we we're at the we're at the recess yard, lifting weights, words are exchanged, Vi decks a dude, and then starts choking another dude with the weights. So yeah, I think the malfeasance of battery stands. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So she applies herself on top of this weight, right? And obviously, because we know the size difference of the average prisoner, the guy slowly starts pushing her up and off, even though she's on top, right? And then the other guy who was keeled over is now getting up as well. And something that's mentioned is that she doesn't back down now that they both are alert. She then has a trained fighting stance. And this results in both these men laying on the concrete unconscious by the time the wardens get involved. Um, she's apprehended. Without any issue after this, she doesn't really resist once the guards show up. And she only thing she says is, I got all I wanted. And once and again, it, no contraband found. Yeah. <laughs> because we we still gotta look for this powder. That she we was still gotta about. find this fucking powder. I read her file. Um also, <laughs> can we just point out like how mega Chad this whole report is? Is that you know, a young woman in Vi decks two full-grown prisoners and then looks at the guard and says i got all i wanted 
<laughs> if that is not some Omega Chad levels of badassery, I don't know what is. Yeah. So we then, after this, get another description of her physical presence at this point. So the prisoner is physically strong <laughs> now, uh, around an age of 20 years. So, so far we're at three years in prison based on the math they've given us, which is already a longer time than I think most people expected. Um she has several tattoos, all inked by herself. And this is the question, because in the photos and in the show, she has a lot of tattoos on her back. Come on. How? I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Come on. Please. You guys are reaching Please. a bit, Rito. It's a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Look, yes, there, I'm sure that there are plenty of prisoners who've inked their own tattoos on their arms, yeah. chest, or legs. You do not get the full Yakuza back drip without some help. Exactly. Period. Uh, one thing I do want to say, though, I think because she does have so many tattoos, as we see in the show, they should release like like either a picture of her back or kind of release the tattoos as a fan thing so that we can figure out some meanings and kind of do more lore stuff behind it. Right. I think that'll be cool. Right. Because they all mean something to her. Yeah, I mean, and not only would we be able to get the lore stuff just because of the tattoos that she would have inked herself, but like Arcane has just given us so much more information. Like now we have uh, childhood friends, like confirmed Echo being a childhood friend, uh, and we have like Clagger and Milo at the first act of Arcane. So are any of these tattoos connected to these new characters? Are these tattoos going to be connected to Echo? Like, we want to see these so that we can at least have fun trying to put the picture yeah. together. So then we get two more comments here, which is every report so far about 516 or involving her has been instigated by her. Uh, and then also these attacks were against undercity criminals. So it's not an indiscriminate behavior type thing. Um, we get some additional yeah. comments. Well, then, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's not an indiscriminate thing. And when we get deeper into these files, it's always written down as an indiscriminate thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't think these, I don't think these prisoner wardens know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> or they're just scared. <laughs> So we get some more comments here. Um, we have Officer Redacted uh, requested access to conversation transcripts from that courtyard incident. So we have the actions, but we don't have the courtyard um, comments yet. So we'll get those. Uh, and then I made it sound like we are wardens. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Down with the proletariat. <laughs> So 516 also is seeking or seeks information that could be damning to the organization. So they'll keep an eye on that as well. So now, you know, she's fully in their focus. We move on to six, uh, section 14, which is the last section of this record. And it now has the conversation. We have it broken down a little bit here. So essentially, 516 tells the two prisoners that she knows what, they, what they're in for. And she knows that they work for Soko. We know who Soko is from Arcane. Uh, then we have that uh, 516 ask where Powder is, and they say they have no idea who that is, and they don't care. And that's when the first punch is thrown, and the Benny Hill theme begins to play, play in the background. Uh, so <laughs> that's kind of the breakdown of what we saw versus heard, right? 
a hundred percent Benny Hill theme. And there's no doubt that it's a Benny Hill theme. <laughs> like it's so clowny as far as uh well, I say it's clowny, but we we've seen with Arcane that uh Riot would make it look good. <laughs> true, true. Uh we still you know, we, we still have a chance to maybe get some flashback scenes of some inmate shenanigans uh from like Caitlin's perspective, but we move on to record three. Uh, record three is just labeled inmate 516. So now she's like prolific <laughs> in the prison because we're further in, right? She's been there at least three years at this point. Um, so this record starts with a cover page. We then move to section two, uh, which has 516 has been moved <laughs> to sell 40B in solitary confinement. Uh, and personally, I think this is where we get left with her as far as arcane because when Caitlin comes to pick her up, she is alone and kind of in the back of the jail type situation. Yeah. She's a hundred percent in solitary confinement. When we see her in the show, um, as far as going into record three, we also see that she's in solitary confinement because this is once again, a malfeasance report and it is a malfeasance report for attempted murder so <laughs> yeah. we're, you know we're improving we're improving <laughs> yeah this one is uh a bit dark it has some batman vibes to it so we start off with 982 so prisoner 982 um presenting this description because there were no guards present uh 982 says they were scrubbing the roof pink kind of kicks the brush away don't know how she got up there uh, 982 then reaches for the brush. She stomps on their hand with her boot. 982 yells. It's kind of the first kind of vocal thing that's happened here. Uh, Pink then grabs 982 by the collar and holds them so their upper bodies hanging over the edge of the roof, uh, which is a dangerous situation. Pink then threatens 982, uh, and Pink didn't really let them respond and then begins holding them so only their feet are touching the edge uh of the roof to keep them from falling. Uh, then 982 says something harmless to Pink. I doubt that. And then Pink just lets them go. That's the end. <laughs> that's, the, that's the part. I read that part more than once because I wasn't quite sure that's how it would play out. <laughs> I, I love I love how it's written here too because it is uh, you know Pink lets go of 982's collar. And it's like oh he... She let him go. No, no, no. End of prisoner testimony. <laughs> and then after prisoner testimony, prisoner 982 was discovered on the courtyard grounds, suffering from multiple bone <laughs> fractures. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, she let him go off the building. <laughs> it's so good. And then we have, oh, obviously, after another malfeasance, contraband found this time. They finally got to the bottom of it, uh, but it's not what they thought. Uh, they end up finding small concealed they found blades. powder! <laughs> it says they found some small concealed blades, some spiked knuckles, and a sock filled with nails. Uh, but one note they add is that these were found during a cell search, but... All the weapons were identified as those used against 516 in these prior conflicts. So that's a little interesting twist. Yeah, so it's like, wow, what's going on with having all of these weapons here? Um, and once we go deeper into the 
into the report, we do get to see that, you know, she was kind of keeping herself a nice little trophy case of, uh, and we do hear in the show of Arcane that, uh, the people that are sent into that are seeking Vi, they're there pretty much to kill Vi. So that it's going to be one of those things of like, okay, she wasn't kidding. She, she's got the receipts. Exactly. <laughs> there are people coming in there after her. Exactly. Remember, Vi's smart. She's strong, but she's also smart when it comes to like living this type of life of always having to fight. So. Uh, section three here, we then get another and our final description of the prisoner um, in these documents. And now, I mean, the prisoner is strong, but she's muscular and lean uh, and in their early 20s. So I'm putting it at probably around 23 based on the pacing of the rest of the reports and what we have up to this point. And that would put it at almost six years in prison. Um, which fits our guess, which we didn't think, because we mentioned like five to six years um, during our Arcane episode stuff. You can fact check us on that. But yeah, that's pretty insane when you factor in everything that happens in Arcane um, afterwards, right? Like that can fuck somebody up. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we get to we get to see in the show that like Vi doesn't come out of it unscathed. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't come out of it like fully there. It's just outshone by the fact that powder comes out of it a lot worse. Exactly. Uh, another thing that nails down this time frame for us uh, was that this makes sense when you think about Marcus's daughter, who we do get screen time of. So when we do see his daughter, she seems to be around the age of like five or six, um, which would make sense based on how Marcus is aged and when Vi gets out of prison through Caitlin. So, yeah, that's great job on the archives for giving us some really important information. Yeah, and, you know, great for us, too. Like, hey, we, you know, we we kind of piece that together without having this backup yeah, knowledge yeah. to fall on. So <laughs> I think we did great, too. So once again, let us pat our backs. <laughs> <laughs> so some more details we have here in the description of the prisoner. Uh, prisoner now has this reputation in Stillwater, which is the name of the prison. Um, the new inmates now avoid her. So once again, reputation. They avoid her at all cost. She's now an OG uh, prisoners only still targets under city criminals, uh, and the prisoner is extremely tolerant of interrogation. She seems to enjoy these conversations. So it's gotten to the point where it's almost like they use interrogations with 516 as like a hazing technique for newer wardens because they never enjoy it. They never get anything out of it either. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it. Th this is also going to be like the foundation that we get to see as far as Vi working with the wardens. Like, you know, she, this is the way that she's able to pick up on how the wardens work. And this is what's going to make her such a good enforcer in the future. Um, so it's nice to see that the foundation is being laid out for the character of Vi that we know in game. Yeah. Um we then get some comments here from the reporter, uh, first relating to the original incident that started this off. <laughs> Ladders are given to roof duty inmates and taken away after ascension to avoid escape. Makes sense. Uh, so they don't know how she got up there, <laughs> which I thought was great and more ominous. Definitely more Batman vibes. A hundred percent more Batman vibes, man. And just like, <laughs> oh, oh, the, the Vi signal. 
And then it mentions the contraband again that Hetch mentioned function as trophies. They nailed that down. Um, they also refer, or 982 an enforcers referring to 516 as having a strange bloodlust when it comes to these undercity criminals. Uh, but they also mentioned that she no longer references powder. And that made me sad um, because now that we know it's been six years, uh, it, it hits a little bit more uh, than it did in the past. Yeah, I, mean, I like there again. This is one of those situations of like you know feel the twang on my heartstring, yeah. but I still have a chuckle because it says <laughs> no longer references powder. Addiction to substance is cured. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing their best, man. <laughs> oh man! So we move to section four. And we get a little note here from someone named Redacted. We're guessing Marcus, uh, but these are just verbatim, and I'm going to go through them pretty quickly. Uh, the first note says, I appreciate your discretion in the caretaking of Prisoner 516. I will stress again that it is both our interest to not let word of her imprisonment reach beyond these walls. Um, no court ruling involving or involved. Right. That's weird. It's just kind of like, hey, prisoned without trial. We then get a second note here that says it's a response. I hope this letter finds you well. Uh, Prisoner 516 case is one of our utmost importance here at Stillwater. Uh, we would hate for anything bad to happen to her while on our watch. She has made a lot of enemies. <laughs> Not shady at all. <laughs> nah, nah, totally fine. Everything's fine. So the original sender says, well, you'll find with this letter a small donation to Stillwater Holds Prisoner Activity Fund. As the warden, I'm sure, or as the warden, I'm sure that you are aware that no such fund exists. Uh, I trust that we are now on the same page regarding Prisoner 516 bribes work in this world i mean like any world uh they're bribing the garb to or the guard to keep 516 safe which is interesting and why i say that is because is this for 516 or as we know it as marcus in our mind uh is this self-preservation for his shady deals that he does um ends on yeah i i mean this this definitely gives more of a feel of like leverage um, because and it also helps piece together why a lot of the information before we get to this in this exchange, the why a lot of it's redacted, and it's because Vi isn't really being kept there as for or like wasn't put in prison for a legitimate reason. Um, and the only legitimate reason they had to put her in this prison was redacted. They redacted the fact that she matches the description to this large explosion that happened in Piltover. So someone wants her in prison, but someone also doesn't want anyone to know who she is. Yep. And uh, that's why we got this hush money now. It was just like, no, no, stop asking questions. Just keep them alive. <laughs> And keep them locked up. Exactly. And the final note is the residents of Stillwater, thank you for your generosity. 
Bribery will get you everywhere, baby. <laughs> so the final section to wrap this up is section five. Uh, we start with a giant stamp on the front that says rejected reason, insufficient evidence, which is a great start to anything. Um, we have a reportee here with an actual guard number, guard 711. And this is the first guard number we get that's not redacted. Um if I remember correctly, once again, just call us out if we got that wrong. Uh, and this is probably around when Caitlin picks up uh, Kate or Caitlin picks up Vi in the story because this is towards the end of the reports, right? It just makes sense. Reason for transfer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, prisoner has declined in character during imprisonment. That makes sense. Six years of being falsely imprisoned will do that. Uh, 516 is also no longer hostile to the institution, but continues to seek out conflict. So that's good. She's sticking to what she knows. She's sticking to her ideals, but also not taking shit. We've talked about her kind of gaining a reputation. Yeah. And uh, I mean, not just six years of wrongful imprisonment, but wrongful imprisonment where pretty much everyone in there that you see is out to get you. Um, because again, she was keeping trophies of all these people that tried to kill her. So yeah, six years of being hunted and you can't hide. Yeah. I'd be jacked up too. I'm not coming out of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also mentioned that this has not only been a change in her, but this has led to a decreased morale amongst the guards, which feeds more into her safety. That's 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 more of a political thing, right? <laughs> uh, but it also mentions that she's yeah. become a nightmare for guards, and they're literally people having nightmares about her. Uh, so confirmed, Vi's Nocturne. <laughs> there you have it. That's what we no, do here no, at the Casuals no, no. Runeterra. Batman is Nocturne. Confirmed Batman is Nocturne. <laughs> We get you dates and we get you facts here at Casuals Rune Terra. But the rest of stuff mentioned here is that uh, the conflict with 227, uh, which was one that wasn't gone into super detail, said that in this specific conflict, it's probably the most damage she's done, um, leaving their face beaten to a bloody pulp with the right eye barely hanging in the socket, which is like we know Vi to be from the show violent to a point of resolution, right, just to get the conflict of way. But this type of description and how much they write it out was kind of disturbing, to be honest, uh, when I read it. Yeah, th this is the first description that we get that is the call out to Vi standing for violence. Like this just kind of feels more like wanton violence because we don't even get a description of what she was asking this prisoner yeah we don't get a description of what this prisoner's crimes were because before this she was just a you know kind of like an inmate that was a vigilante for justice um but now this one is just like uh yeah yeah punch through the wall leave your eye hanging out <laughs> and then we get two final statements here the prisoner is deranged with no hope of rehabilitation that's obviously uh we had the stamp at the beginning for a reason and then the bottom stamp here says prisoner to be placed in solitary until situation is resolved which we know never happens because caitlin comes to pick her up from solitary confinement yeah um and this is also the first form that we get that is not initialed by ts this one is initialed by rh 
and with it being a request for the prison tra- prisoner transfer form, um, we I think we can safely assume that RH is our warden for the um, as for the whole prison because this is uh, the first time that it's someone different, and this is a direct no to Vi leaving this prison. It's like no, just keep her here. And we know that the two people so far that want to keep her there the most is who we assume is Marcus, but that's been redacted, and the warden who received a nice little bonus for his silence. So this RH has got to be our warden here, right? Yep. Yep. That's a great place to wrap it up. But yeah, so you know this one's been a little bit a little bit longer, but we had to get you these details because so far. Um, of the archives. This is a lot of information that directly relates to Arcane and fills in a lot of those gaps and kind of adds more seasoning to Vi's character as the reason she does things when she gets out of prison, right? And her veracity with how she approaches trying to get things resolved because she essentially wasted so much time being in prison. I mean, it wasn't her fault, but she's making up for lost time in a sense. So great job. Great job, right? Once again. Yeah. Once again, great job. Also, I just give me a quick short of Vi dropping a dude off of a building. (laughs) Please and thank you. So as always, we're going to have more coming. We're not done yet. But for now, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody.